Welcome to Plantful Life, the podcast for food lovers, vegans, vegetarians, herbivores, omnivores, and anyone else who is veg curious about living a more plantful life. My name is Stephanie Diane, and I'm your host. You might also know me from my blog, Plantful Kitchen, as well as my Instagram feed. But in case we haven't met, I'm a multi-passionate food blogger, vegan chef, photographer, artist, painter, writer, home cook, and mom of three kids. And I've been known to prancer-size in the park and do some yoga at home. So here we are. Now this episode, we get to meet my friend, Tara Redfield. She is an eco-friendly cook, lifestyle blogger, and host. She first founded her successful foodie blog, The Food Pervert, back in 2010, but has since become extremely passionate about environmental justice and awareness, leading to the launch of her newfound passion project, Another Day Greener. Her new platform, Another Day Greener, looks at ways to live and eat more sustainably. Tara has appeared on TV as a contestant on TNT's reality cooking competition series, On the Menu, hosted by Emeril Lagasse and Ty Pennington. And she has also appeared on NBC's Today Show to make her contest-winning Coco Tangerine Pancakes. During her food blogging career, Tara has interviewed many of the world's top food personalities and chefs, and she has previously worked in the pastry kitchen of Wolfgang Puck's Catering. And you know, this is another place where our culinary lives have crossed because I was also in connection with Wolfgang Puck's Kitchens after my own graduation from culinary school. And yes, I was also in pastry which just goes to show that you learn new things about your friends, a reminder that we are all connected along the way. And another thing I've learned about Tara is that she recently received her certification in astrology. So as we dive into that subject a little bit more during our conversation, we are now entering the age of Aquarius which is a big shift in the consciousness of all humankind. Now, spiritually, this is a shift away from the self-centered thinking towards a more humanitarian perspective that considers the oneness of all beings. And I think that also comes into our conversation as we discuss environmental consciousness and being aware of how we're recycling and throwing things away and our carbon footprint and all of the ways that we exist here on this earth along with the creatures and animals that are also sharing mother earth and as we have been um, recently in uh, quarantine during the coronavirus pandemic um, this is when we've recorded our conversation, Tara has been staying with her parents on their family farm in Oregon, 
revisiting her greener roots. So we get to dive deeper into that subject and discuss the environmental changes the world has already been experiencing during lockdown and how we all can come out of quarantine with a new awareness on how we impact our Mother Earth and the animals we share this planet with, and possibly beyond into a more compassionate, universal consciousness. As well as going greener, Tara shares about her transition to a more plantful way of eating, choosing to ditch dairy and eat a more plantful diet. So without further ado, here we go into our conversation with Tara. Hey there, Tara. Hi, Stephanie. How are you? I am good. It is so nice to uh, catch up with you today. Yes. So tell me what you've been doing because you and I have known each other for quite a long time. And both of us had our former incarnations as food bloggers. And you were the food pervert and I was the sensual foodie. And that's how we connected. (laughs) And then since then, we've both rebranded and transformed and evolved. And we were talking about how you had transitioned to a more plant-based diet and your reasons for that. And then your rebrand and there's so much going on. So I'd love to hear more. So fill me in. Okay, well, um, I will start with, uh, yes, I did uh, totally rebrand from the food pervert to another day greener, which is now my, basically my journey to live a more sustainable lifestyle. And I'm sharing that with all my followers on Instagram. I just launched the blog site for it, the blog and the website, and I really wanted it to be a place where people could not only get knowledge, but also inspiration and kind of see, especially like the, my followers who saw me, you know, as the food pervert who saw me like eat all this, like I ate everything. Um, And to now see me eat a much different diet, but see that food can still taste good. It can still be delicious. It can make your body feel good. And kind of seeing that, you know, changing your diet isn't maybe isn't as hard as it seems. Even if you feel like, oh my God, how will I ever give up dairy or give up cheese or give up, you know, this, that, and the other. Um, You know, hopefully I would hope that maybe I can inspire people because I was like, I would eat a cheese plate for dinner, like no problem. Um, But now, you know, I, I haven't eaten dairy for almost two years. And that was, it started as a dietary choice, um, just in terms of my digestion system. I just, my body didn't feel good eating dairy. Um, So I cut that out. And then I, you know, the deeper I went into living a more sustainable lifestyle. And the more I read about, you know, the dairy industry, the, then I felt even better about my decision because not only was, does my body feel better, but also I'm doing something good for the planet. I'm reducing, you know, the gas emissions from cows and all that sort of stuff. So 
yeah, I just, it's totally different. It's if you had asked me three years ago, like Tara, will you ever switch to a, you know, not stop eating meat and which I don't, I do eat seafood and I eat poultry on occasion. I'm not 100% meat free, but I do not eat four legged animals. Um, and I feel very good about that. Um, but, and I, and I don't eat dairy as I already said. Um, but yeah, if you had asked me that a few years ago, I would have been like, no, you're crazy. I will never give up bacon. I will never give up cheese. <laughs> but I did. And, and if anyone else is, you know, feeling like a part of them is like wanting to let go of that, but they're scared, like, it's okay. You, you can do it. And the way your body is going to feel makes up for it. Like, you really don't miss it because you're like, wow, I just feel so much better. and my heart feels better and my mind feels better knowing that I'm not contributing to the horrible treatment of these animals. Now, I have known you for quite a long time, as I mentioned, and I'm just curious, like, what was it exactly? Was it anything in particular that prompted you to make this change? So I, last year in what what's the year again um, <laughs> 19 february 2019 i went on a yoga retreat in thailand mm -hmm. um that a very good friend of mine um hosted she's a yoga teacher and she put together this whole retreat in thailand and that called to me even though i had actually never really gotten into yoga despite living in los angeles for over 10 years um, but I just, I, this is a friend of mine who I love so much and I know, I knew that she was a great teacher and I had always wanted to go to Thailand. So I was like, this is it. I'm going to get into yoga. I'm going to do this retreat. Um, and sure enough, I ended up like, now I'm obsessed with yoga and I love it, blah, blah, blah. Um, but so I had this amazing experience in Thailand, um, just being in literal paradise, doing yoga every day and meditating and journaling and just letting go of a lot of things and disconnecting from social media, from my computer, from work, like totally just checking out and being with myself and being in the moment with my surroundings. And I just, I felt a shift in myself during that trip and during that experience. And when I got back to LA, I, I just felt totally different. I didn't know, you know, why that was or how it happened, but there was just something that I just, I wanted to live a better life. I just, I wanted to be better to the earth. I just wanted to be better in certain ways. Um, so I was like, where can I start? And I started just with like the most basic thing of like recycling, which I had always recycled, you know, basic like newspapers and bottles and cans and da, da. But there would be things that like, you know, a hummus, leftover hummus container that still had hummus in it that I would like just throw in the trash because I didn't want to deal. I'm like, oh, I don't want to clean out the old hummus bits, you know? <laughs> and then I, when I realized how much plastic I was throwing away just because I was lazy, which I will admit, um, I was like, that is not okay. And especially with all we know about climate change and all we know about the amount of plastic that is just Ugh, ruining our oceans and harming animals and just doing all this horrible stuff. I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I have to take this 
much more seriously and it felt good to take it seriously. And I, I enjoyed that. Then I started like enjoying like, yeah, I'm cleaning out my peanut butter jars and my hummus things. And I'm really getting serious. I did a bunch of research, like what is recyclable? What isn't recyclable? How can I be better at this? And then, you know, the more research that you do, the more you find out that plastic in general is just evil. So then I also started to just cut out plastic from my life. Um, you know, it's just that even though, you know, sometimes it's like, well, if, you know, this product comes in a glass jar as opposed to a plastic jar, it's a little more expensive, but at least I know that this glass is biodegradable or it can be, you know, it's easier to recycle, unlike the plastic. So I just got super conscientious about that stuff. Yeah, and it, just, it happened really organically. I felt like like no one like scolded me or, you know, it wasn't anything like that. I just genuinely had like this moment and I just could feel a shift in myself and I just wanted to go that direction and everything, yeah, with my diet and just my overall lifestyle, I just wanted, wanted to be better. So when you were in Thailand, did you eat mainly plant-based food or seafood in more plant-based? Um, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was very, I mean, Thai food, you know, is yeah. delicious. It's so good, um, even if it's just vegetarian. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of vegetarian, some, you know, I think we had like chicken a couple times and we had some shrimp, you know, barbecued shrimp. Um, but other than that, yeah, it was a lot of plant-based Mm -hmm. food that we ate yeah and so this whole transition not only dietary but almost in this consciousness of the environment and the effect of um you know everything that we're using and what we're recycling and what we're how we're just being in the world and not just a choice of how we're eating you know so it sounds like you just had this aha moment and just started making changes. So did you also notice a shift in your energy and in your body? Yeah, I mean, I just, I like I said, like I felt better when I cut out those, and I had cut out dairy before I went to Thailand too. So I was dairy free by the time I went to Thailand. Um, and I had just felt so much better cutting that out. Um, and yeah, and also, I mean, getting into yoga and getting, you know, it's, just, it's, and I had, you know, practiced meditation for, you know, years. Um, so that was already something I was comfortable with doing. And I knew was, um, I think, a very beneficial practice for stress and being connected to the earth and the sky and everything, um, which I think is also very important just for your own mental health and clarity mm -hmm. and sanity and being able to have your own self-awareness um, is important too. And I think those are all ways of getting to that, um, that place of self-awareness. And yeah, I just felt like I just, yeah, looked at life with a much more clear lens, I guess, maybe. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, that is the right word. And yeah, it shifted your whole perspective, right? Now, when we saw each other at the Impossible Foods event, mm -hmm. when we were there together, um, you had mentioned that, that you were shifting from, um, you know, an omnivorous diet to this more plant-focused diet. And I was really interested, and you were also 
shifting and rebranding and you were pondering, you know, what exactly that was going to look like. And it just felt to me like you had really undergone this change. And so now um, with the rebrand, Another Day Greener, um, I think that happened at the beginning of the year. Um, yes, that is correct. And it was funny because I knew that, you know, I knew I was going to make that shift and make the make it a totally new brand um, that not only included, you know, food, but also lifestyle and tips on sustainable living. And I also wanted to incorporate, we'll get, if we want to talk about my astrology stuff later, we can, but I also want to incorporate <laughs> that to the website a little bit as well and still travel, um, you know, and appreciating the outdoors and nature and all that good stuff. Um, but I didn't know, I didn't know what I was going to call it. That was the hardest thing because when right. you have this idea, you don't want to name it the wrong thing. Um, you want it to be something, well, for one, it has to be something that no one else has taken yet. Um, when I <laughs> right. was thinking of ideas, I would, you know, then I would go plug it into Instagram and someone else would already have it. Even my own name, I was like, oh, it, maybe it would be cute if it was like, you know, Tara goes greener, but sure enough, there's already a girl with my name who did that. So I was like, <laughs> nope, okay, that's not it. Um, but yeah, but when another day greener came to me, I just felt like it encompassed everything. It's just like another day, we're just going another day greener. It's not a change that's gonna happen overnight. It's a day by day thing and it is okay to give yourself that time to slowly make a transition. Mm -hmm. um, you can't feel bad about, oh, all of a sudden, not everything in my life is, you know, up to these standards and I'm still leaving a car, but like it's, it's progress. It's something you do a little at a time and that's okay. Cause that's absolutely better than not making any changes at all. Right. So, but yeah, but when that, that came to me, like in the middle of the night and I woke up and I like searched to make sure no one, and like no one else had it. So I bought the domain, like in the middle of the night and I was so excited. So I was like, yes, <laughs> found it another day greener. Another day greener, it really does encompass exactly what you're saying, that this is just a step-by-step. -step. We are doing it, you know, as more realistically as we can, like just more, just what works. And it doesn't have to be this 100% thing. Like, I just think that's too much pressure. It is, and it, yeah. You know, and it's like, yeah. even if you can make the simplest thing of like, even just, even if it's just once a month, you change a habit, you know, that's still, it adds up. It does make a difference. Like if you start with like this month, like I'm going to switch to a bamboo toothbrush and then, you know, I'm going to get rid of my plastic toothbrushes. Like, that's great. That's one less, you're contributing one less plastic toothbrush into the world. Um, so yeah, I think people should feel good and have the support that even if they're making small changes, it still makes a difference. That's true. Yeah, when I was doing uh, CrossFit, there was a sign up in the gym that said, the only bad workout is the workout you didn't do. And it was like, that makes sense because yeah. that it applies to a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Like if you're trying to, you know, go plant-based or you're, you know, trying to be a little more conscious of your recycling uh, habits, or all of these things, the little bits add up little bit by little bit. It doesn't have to be a huge overhaul. And I no. think what happens is that when we do it a hundred percent overhaul or change, it's too overwhelming. And then there's just more chance of us not following through. 
and giving up and just being like, oh, well, why am I even doing this? You know, because it's not um, easy for us to make changes like that. It's easy. Right. It seems overwhelming. Yeah. Think you have to do all these things right away. It's like, and then people get overwhelmed and then they end up getting stuck and then they don't do anything. So, right. And then they don't make the change. And then, you know, it's, it's like this uh, carrot dangling. Like they're just like, oh yeah, I really want to be more fit or I want to eat vegan because of all these reasons or whatever. And yet it seems unattainable. Whereas another day greener is just another day. You're doing it day by day. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) And, and so as part of this, I think, um, you know, I, I know that we've seen so much during this uh, pandemic uh, experience, a world experience that we're having. And um, we've noticed that uh, pollution has gone down. And I don't know, you've probably seen some of the videos of all the animals coming out yeah. into the streets oh and the clarity of the air in India and in LA even, and all of the places that our world has become so much better yeah since i mean i'm world is better meaning our mother earth mother earth, earth yes well, and yeah. that i'm i'm concerned that when we go back to normal whatever that is will we just forget about how pollution has affected our world and the animals and the environment and do you have any ideas on that or thoughts on that yeah, I mean, I I have the same, you know, fear, but at the same time, I also can't see people now who have experienced, you know, let's say people, the people in India, for example, who are for the first time in like, you know, decades seeing blue sky, sky that isn't smoggy. And being like, wow, look at how amazing this is. I can't fathom anybody wanting to go back to the way things were before when after having that experience, you know? And again, there's just so much with, you know, industry and the way things are manufactured that contributes to pollution and, you know, travel and all of these things. But I'm just hoping that we can make adjustments that, of course we can still manufacture, of course we can still travel, but how can we do it in a planet-friendly way? And I think there's going to be a lot of innovation that comes from this, and, and I really hope that there is, and I hope it creates new jobs. I hope that we can switch to a you know, more solar-based energy, little things like that. Um, yeah. Because it ha- it has been amazing to see the skies clear up and the animals and I don't know if you saw like the all the flamingos that are in India, but just like this incredible the turtles, all these turtles that returned to these beaches where they haven't laid eggs for years and years, and all of a sudden they came back this year to lay egg- like it's just incredible. Um, and I, it's unfortunate that it took a disease like this to force everything to stop and to force us to, you know, not cause, create so much pollution. Um, But again, there's, I believe there's a silver lining in everything. And I hope that this has exposed our potential. Yes. Amen to that. 
I fully agree with you that I think that there will be a lot more innovation and um, ways that we can continue to improve. I mean, this has only been in what, how many, two, a couple of months now at this point, or maybe a little bit more than two months, um, that this short duration of time has shown us very cl clearly, uh, I don't know if clearly is the best word, but you know what I'm saying? Like we can, see, yeah. well, maybe it is. We can see the blue sky. We can see how we've affected the animals just by our presence alone. And we need the animals to take back their right in the world and not hide from their, their very, you know, natural ways of being like the sea turtles and the flamingos and the, the dolphins and, you know, all of these beautiful creatures that they need space in the world too. And we've been taking up so much of it. Well, and actually I had, I had this thought that in a way, humans and everything that we have done, everything we've taken over, you know, pushing animals out of their, the habitats that they lived in before we did, in a way we have been a virus, you know, like we have forced these animals to not, to stay in a certain area and they haven't been able to do you know, what they did for hundreds of years before we kind of conquered and built cities and took over all this stuff. Um, mm -hmm. So it's just, it's interesting. I feel like these, some of these animals are like, yay, the virus is gone. We don't know what happened to it, but those people are gone. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's very, it's very interesting. Um, and yeah, I just hope that people appreciate all of the beings on earth. Yes. and see that we can all maybe work to live more harmoniously as rainbows and butterflies and that sounds <laughs> well that kind of leads me to you know i kind of you know i want to sing it's the age of aquarius so you know <laughs> you know i mean we are actually coming up to and they haven't really decided what the marker in time is time being an illusion um, getting a little quantum here, but uh, of the age of Aquarius. So as far as you know, from your studies in astrology, mm -hmm. um, the age of Aquarius is upon us. Yes. So from astrologers that I, I follow their work and the ones that I, I think are really good and I, you know, I highly respect and I think they're pretty accurate with their assessments. Um, a lot of them are saying that December 21st, 2020, when Saturn and Jupiter go into Aquarius, that's kind of when that shift is going to kind of start, which is very cool. And what's very interesting is so we have been in um, Capricorn, mm -hmm. which is an earth sign. It's very... Um, it's very about structure and societal systems and um, earth related, you know, like drilling for oil and like using all these earth resources. But Aquarius um, is an air sign. And that is, that's technology, that's innovation. That's like this completely different way of looking at things. 
And I think that's why, you know, we are going to see huge advancements in things like artificial intelligence and, and, you know, those, hopefully a lot of that will be for the good. Um, you know, some of it, it's still like, sounds a little, a little much like thinking of robots operating things. Um, but that's what, that's what Aquarius is going to be. We're going to be moving into this new age of resources and ways of thinking and ways of innovating that are not so much earth-based. They're going mm -hmm. to be, I think, a little more um, technical, more science-based. Cool. I'm so glad I asked you about astrology because I know that you are now a certified astrologer. Yes. And you want to nerd out a little bit about that? <laughs> oh, sure. So, um, I did a 12 week program in Los Angeles, uh -huh. um, you know, and I am still, I'm still continuing to study, um, because you can't, you cannot learn everything in 12 weeks and all of a sudden be a master astro astrologer because there is so much to learn. Um, so this is an ongoing process for me. Um, I do feel comfortable doing basic readings of people's, you know, charts. Um, but there's still, there's a lot to learn about it. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been amazing because, you know, what astrology, like what your birth chart is, is it's a snapshot of where everything was in the sky when you were born, the sun, the moon, and the major planets, where those things were in the sky when you were born and what house they were in and what sign they were in, all of these things um, you know, affect, they tell our story and they can serve as an incredible guide in our lives. And I actually, what I would love to see are, you know, when babies are born, get your child's natal chart yes. because you can really look and see where their strengths and maybe their weaknesses are going to be. Mm -hmm. And you can support them in their strengths and help them help them with their, the challenges they might have or weaknesses that we can see on their natal chart. Um, this can help in terms of like, you know, if someone is, you know, going to be more of a creative mind, if they're more going to be more of a writer, an artist, then you, you will know to help foster that in your child. Um, you know, I just think, I just think it's this amazing map and, of course, it's not going to tell every minor detail of what's going to happen to you in your life, um, but it is a good guide. And it's based on the amount of charts I have seen and knowing those people, it's, I mean, I see accuracies constantly and so many things that do match up with the person I know and their chart. It just, it's incredible. Like me, for example, I have a bunch of planets in my fifth house which is the house of creativity um it's the house of leo which is um you know who loves to perform attention um so i have a lot of planets in and they're also in sagittarius which is also it's a fire sign it's a creative sign it's a sign that loves to travel it loves to explore it loves to learn so, and that makes so much sense for me because I feel like, like I've pursued so many different creative pursuits in my life. I've done acting. I do stand-up comedy. I write, I do photography. I love to create, you know, 
I love to cook, like all these artistic creative endeavors. And I have multiple different things of that in my life. And that really shows up in my chart. So I just think, I just think it's really cool. And I'll have to read your chart sometimes. Yes, please. I would love it. Um, But I'm really curious about yours as you're explaining it. So because you are so multi-passionate, you really are. You're what they call a multi-hyphenate, I suppose. And I think a lot of people are finding that they have more than just one thing that they want to follow in their life. And so maybe it's our whole generation, you know, like the indigo children, which I think I am an indigo. Um, and, you know, just people that are here in this, in this earthly life, we are here and what are, you know, I think that astrology is always interested me. I think as a little girl, there used to be um, um, uh, this, like an astrology magazine I used to make my mom get for me. Yeah. For and sure. I was obsessed, right? But I was also obsessed with astronomy. Yeah. Um, that- I used to watch Carl Sagan on TV, uh, his cosmos, his epic, famous cosmos, you know, show. And I uh, fell in love with astronomy as well. And I used to yeah. dream about planets. Oh my God. I remember, and I used to keep a notebook by my bedside and I'd write about the dreams. And I had this one out of body experience where I was floating by these planets. <laughs> I used to have out of body dreams all the time. And so there's so much to the art and the science and the craft of uh, reading astro- astrology and astronomy and in you know, all the different ways that it in, you know, inter weaves into our lives and yeah. got in like a guide it's a it's a gps for us it's a guide for yeah. us it's a map and we may discover things about other people and um you know our children and ourselves and learning more about you know we're not just like hi i'm here on earth and you know live your life and do one thing and then you know that doesn't make sense that we are here for there's so many different facets. And so in astrology, I would imagine as you're learning, there's so many different facets to reading a chart. Yes. You know, oh, yeah. Be, yeah. it's not just, you know, people just think, oh, my sun sign and moon sign. It's like, but there's, it's, yeah, it's so much more than that. Where your Mercury was, where Venus yeah. was. And also there are, um, they're called aspects. And aspects are the degrees in which how far away were these planets from each other when you were born? And how does that affect, how does that energy affect you? Because everything is energy. And that's what I love so much about astrology is it's acknowledging that we are all connected to everything. We are connected to the stars in the sky. We are connected to the earth. We are connected to each other. Um, you know, we're all existing in this weird universe to get, you know, it's like who, I mean, when you think about the actual universe. I mean, <laughs> you and I can go on and on about that. <laughs> right. and we're a part of that. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. That's really fascinating. So, was there something in particular that sparked your interest to do this course? Oh, well, what's funny, it's kind of like what you were saying, how uh-huh. when you were younger, you had astrology magazines and all that kind of stuff. When I was growing up, my mom would always, she would buy me like astrology books. And like, so I am home in my childhood home here in Oregon right now. And in my bedroom are all, I was like, oh my gosh, look at all my astrology. These are things my mom bought me when I was little. And I would go through them and go through them. 
and I was always fascinated by them, but it was just, it, I only had like that surface knowledge of like, oh, if you're a Sagittarius, you're this, if you're an Aries, you're this, you know, that's kind of the basic knowledge. But now I'm obviously so deep into it and I know so much more. Um, but yeah, I've always been fascinated with astrology and um, I didn't realize that you could actually take classes in it. So I was like, you know what? I really, I like astrology. It'd be kind of cool to take a class about it. I wonder if that's even a thing. And sure enough, of course it is. And in Los Angeles, there were, I, there's an amazing class I took. Um, Dr. Craig Martin, if anyone is interested in looking him up, he's an amazing teacher. I'm still studying with him. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been, um, yeah, just a really cool thing to submer submerse myself into. Yeah. And, you know, as I've participated in some of these full moon meditations online mm -hmm. lately, and there was one for just world peace, and it was a collective meditation. And I thought that just is really cool that we're all doing this. And I know that, you know, again, you know, we're doing this because we're all, you know, trying to stay well and be at home during this pandemic. But I think a lot of really creative things are coming out of this time. And so that's what um, made me think, okay, so when is exactly this age of Aquarius happening? Because I want it to happen now. <laughs> you know, but yeah. it, act it actually yeah. is. And I don't think that, and I think that's something that maybe we as humans in this, you know, following a clock and following a calendar it's it's a time frame and and again like time is not linear so maybe we are already entering age of aquarius mm -hmm. but the actual i guess marker date or time was as you said was it december 21st yeah 2020 yeah 2020 and there yeah. might be you know, different variations of that but right right from the astrologers that i follow that's what a lot of them are saying mm-hmm Mm -hmm. And I will tell you another um, interesting fact. So we cur currently Pluto, which is the planet of, it's like the shakeup planet. It's kind of like destroying old things so new things can spring up. Um, and it's a planet of transformation. So in 2008 was when Pluto entered Capricorn. And it will be there until Pluto will be in Capricorn until 2024. So we have four more years of a little bit of a bumpy ride. Because um, as you know, in 2008, that was when we had the big recession. That's and right. And yeah. the housing crisis and all these things, because that's what Capricorn is the house of structures. It is, it's banks, it's finance, it's governments, it's structured systems and buildings and businesses. So Pluto coming into that shakes it all up. It kind of breaks it down. And that's what we're witnessing even right now with coronavirus. It's, it's exposing things. It's showing us that our systems maybe aren't as strong and we need to rebuild them. Um, so it's just like, it's just, that's literally what's happening. So when you look at Pluto is in Capricorn right now and what those two things represent, we, that's what we're witnessing. That's what we're all experiencing is you've got to break it down to build it back up again. Yeah, you definitely, I definitely can feel that now that I'm paying attention to what you said of the 2008 
to where we are now, it has been this upheaval. Yes. And in order to transform, we need that. We need yeah. the chaos. We need the chaos in order to, right. to create the beauty, you know, and the, the balance and the, you know, it, 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 not, nothing can be, uh, you know, just all perfect. You know, it's, it's kind of a, we need that shakeup in order to have this new uh, way of being. And like, you know, we were saying, you know, with the animals and the pollution and the way that we're being conscious about how we eat and, you know, just how we uh, throw things away and, you know, what products we're even using. And, you know, I've, I've often wondered, like, and I'm sure this will be a whole long subject, but like, do we really need plastic? We don't, we know this, but the plastic manufacturers, like, that's a whole thing. Like, is there a way that we can... it's cheap. That's right. why plastic became so popular because it's so cheap. Yeah, but at what expense? You know what I'm oh, saying? Like, yeah. Is it worth it to kill, like, to destroy the planet for? Uh, I don't think so. Not when we can use biodegradable alternatives, you right. know? Right. So I'm just thinking that this is the shakeup. This is the whole shakeup that you're talking about. And yeah you know, that, that you're covering in your own platforms, you know, on Instagram and your blog. And, and I know you have your YouTube and everything, but you're covering this um, awareness mm -hmm. and you're doing it another day greener, step by step. So step I, by step, yeah. at a time. <laughs> so how can everybody find you? Well, you can find me at anotherdaygreener.com. You can find me on Instagram at anotherdaygreener. I feel like Instagram is where I update the most. Um, I usually even post there before I post to the actual blog because um, I just like to get it out to everybody. Um, and I do, my YouTube channel is still a little bit of a, in a transition. I have renamed it to Another Day Greener, but I, I still have my food pervert content on there because I don't want to get rid of all those videos. Um, because that was, you know, still a part of me, but, um, but that transition is happening. Um, I'm on Twitter at Another Day Green because they don't give you enough characters to write out the full <laughs> word greener. So, oh, Twitter. <laughs> and yeah, and Facebook, Another Day Greener. So yeah, but I, I recommend for the most up-to-date content, visit me on Instagram. Um, I'm also doing a um, Instagram live series where once a week I'm trying to do an interview with someone who it's called Making a Difference. Um, so it's someone who's making a difference doing something. I've talked to um, my friend um, Vonda, who runs, um, as you know, I are a Thai restaurant in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. I talked to her. I talked to my friend Alice Ford, who's a travel blogger, and she also lives a sustainable lifestyle. So it's just, yeah, it's fun conversations in the IG live format. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I am so happy to take this time to talk with you because this has been a catch up for us a little bit and kind of reconnecting and knowing what's going on with you and where you're taking things. 
Well, thank you so much for yeah. having me, Stephanie. And yeah, I always, um, I feel like you and I have always just been able, we just have been able to connect and talk so easily. Like from the first time I met you, we just like clicked. So it's always lovely conversing with you. And yes. I look forward to your projects. And I love that you started this podcast. And thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay. Well, I really hope that you enjoyed this conversation between Tara and I, and I hope that you gathered some inspiration to go greener and how shifting to a more plantful way of living can also encompass how we choose to exist on this beautiful earth moving forward and how we make changes by going another day greener. As we've seen, that quarantine has caused our pollution levels all over the world to decline. There are less carbon emissions and clearer, brighter skies. So how can we continue this change for the better as we enter the age of Aquarius? We've seen sightings of more wildlife coming out into the urban areas as we all still shelter in place. So. How can we make this our new normal by choosing to go greener? Well, I think that Tara had touched on a bunch of ways that we can find to go greener and that it doesn't need to be a drastic shift. But I do believe that just in the past few months of quarantine time that we've seen such positive impact on our environment and the animals. So I do think that moving forward, we will, all of us, be inspired to go greener. And if you enjoyed this episode, please do make sure you've subscribed wherever you're listening. I would love it if you gave it a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It helps others find and enjoy this podcast, just as you have enjoyed listening to it. So if you'd like to share this episode with some people that you think would get some value out of it, then please do take a screenshot and share it on Instagram. Tag at Plantful Kitchen, that's plantful, like full belly, kitchen, plantful kitchen, and at Another Day Greener, which is Tara's Instagram handle. Now here is a five-star review from Blazy Girl. She says... I just finished listening to Stephanie's latest interview with Rachel Steendlin of Plant Riot, and it was so interesting and full of information. Although I am not vegan and not even vegetarian, it is not uncommon that I like to cook vegan recipes as part of my home-cooked meals. I do have a passion for plant-based foods, and with all these wonderful recipes that they both offer, I must say I am a big fan. Thank you, Blazy Girl. She continues, the convo was full of energy, and you can tell that Stephanie wants to have fun with her guests. Now I've got to learn about this TikTok thing. Haha. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for that review, and I truly appreciate each and every one of you for listening and supporting Plantful Life. So don't forget, in case you haven't done it yet, do subscribe. That way you get notified of new episodes when they go live. 
And of course, if you're listening on iTunes, please do give it a five-star rating and a review if you'd like. It only takes a few seconds and you'd really make me so happy. Now you can find Tara at anotherdaygreener.com, which is her website and blog. And you can again find her on Instagram at anotherdaygreener. Well, I'm here to share all things plant-based for a healthier, more compassionate way of life. So stay well, my friends, eat more plants, and I hope to bring you more delicious episodes soon on Plantful Life. Thank you so much for listening.